I'm on the winning side. Yes, I'm on the winning side. Hello, friends, and welcome to the Winning Side Podcast with Jeremy Coburnett, pastor of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina. It is God's desire for His people to experience victory and to live on the winning side each and every day. We are so glad that you have joined us today and pray you will be blessed as you listen to today's edition of The Winning Side with Pastor Jeremy Coburnett. Thank you for joining us today. It is Friday, April 14th. I hope you're having a great day. I hope you've had a great week. It's hard to believe we're uh, already here at Friday. Where do these weeks go? They just go so fast. Uh, but it's been a wonderful week, and we're glad to have you with us today. Uh, we welcome you, those on the radio today, 95.9 FM. Uh, that's our local station, WVFV, and we're so happy to have you with us. Then we've got listeners today on the radio app. That is our online uh, platform for our Voice for Victory radio. And then also on the podcast today, we're glad to have you. And then those watching on Facebook and those watching on YouTube, we are thankful to have you with us. Uh, today. I want to say this, we're looking forward to a great day on Sunday. I hope you're already uh, praying and planning and looking forward to a great day in church. Last Sunday was incredible. It was Easter Sunday, but I want to tell you this Sunday is going to be incredible as well. You say, how come? Because we still have a risen Savior. Uh, we celebrated it last Sunday and we're going to celebrate it again and it's going to be a wonderful, wonderful day. Uh, happy birthday, uh, today to Cindy Powell. Cindy, hope you have a wonderful day, and we thank the Lord for you. Uh, happy anniversary today to Neil and Christy Thacker. I hope you folks have a wonderful day. And then uh, tomorrow, happy birthday to Alex Holt uh, and Austin Holt. I hope you uh, men have a wonderful day and happy birthday to you. Uh, let's pray for uh, the uh, service on Sunday. Let's pray for a great weekend. Uh, pray for all of our ministries uh, on Sunday, all of the junior churches and Sunday school classes, uh, the, the music, the bus ministry, radio ministry, online, all of that. Just pray for a great day. Uh, pray that somebody would get saved on Sunday. Uh, pray that lives would be changed. Pray that God would work. And by the way, God will work because there will be the preaching of the word. There will be the exalting and the praising of our Savior. And I believe the Holy Spirit will do a great work in all of us. And I hope you'll come ready and hope you come expecting God uh, to work. But let's pray for our school, pray for our missionaries, pray for one another. And uh, let's uh, pray that God would do great things as we are in our spring months. And as we're getting real close to the summertime, uh, we're looking forward to all that is in store. Let's go to a song at this time. Here's a song by the New Mercy Trio, uh, Make Way for the Master. And after this song, we will get into our Bible study in Psalm 119. Bartimaeus was sitting by the roadside begging His hands were extended in need He had little hope of escaping his life A blind beggar was all he would be He heard a commotion people had gathered Someone said Jesus was nigh He cried, Son of David, have mercy 
mercy on me and by his faith was given his sign make way for the master jesus is passing the blind man begging in search for a glimpse of the light awakened each morning with fear and despair still haunted by shadows of night then one day a preacher spoke of a savior someone took me by the hand i cried out for mercy Amen. Aren't you glad for that day that Jesus passed by? And uh, I'm glad that I made way. I'm glad I said yes to Jesus. I'm glad that I 
Now, put my faith and trust in Jesus Christ as my Savior. And if you have never uh, trusted Christ as your Savior, I'm glad that He's passing by your way. And I'm glad that today is the day that you can put your faith and trust in Him and know for sure that heaven is your home. Let's look at Psalm 119. Uh, this section begins in verse 137. And the psalmist writes, Righteous art thou, O Lord, and upright are thy judgments. Thy testimonies that thou hast commanded are righteous and very faithful. Verse 139, we saw yesterday, My zeal hath consumed me, because mine enemies have forgotten thy words. We have seen in uh, this section, number one, we saw the character of God. He's righteous, and of course God's word is righteous. We saw, number two, his commandments, thy testimonies that thou hast commanded, uh, number three, we saw yesterday uh, the fact that David uh, was consumed. Uh, he was consumed with a zeal for God, a passion for God. Uh, really, it's a, it's a jealousy. It's a righteous anger because he said, Mine enemies have forgotten thy words. Number four, I want to give you a very quickly, I want to say that there are consequences. Now, in this verse, Verse 139, David does not go on to describe what those consequences are. But all throughout Scripture, we see there are consequences for forgetting the Word of God. Um, have you ever uh, forgotten uh, something on a trip? Uh, you forgot your wallet. You forgot your driver's license. You forgot your ID. You forgot your keys, whatever. And there are consequences for those things. Uh, have you ever gotten to your destination? And then you had to turn around and you had to go back and get whatever that was and all of that time was wasted and the hassle and then maybe rescheduling. Those things happen and those things are very small and trivial compared to that which is spiritual. When we forget the words of God, when we uh, disregard the words, when we uh, don't care what the Bible says, we think we can do it our own way, there are consequences to forgetting the words of God. And David, he was consumed. He was angry about this because there were people that had forgotten the words of God. Number five, I want you to notice in verse number 140, David writes, it says, Thy word is very pure. Therefore, thy servant loveth it. Thy word is very pure. That word pure, it means to be refined. It means to be tried. Like uh, gold is, is, is purified, like gold is refined. As a matter of fact, there's a verse in Psalm 12 that talks about how that the Bible, uh, the words of the Lord are pure words, as silver tried in a furnace of earth, uh, uh, purified seven times. Thou wilt keep them, O Lord. Thou wilt preserve them from this generation and forever. I think about this, number five, the Word of God, it is correct. It is pure. Uh, it is absolutely right. Now, when I was in high school, and maybe you can go back with me down memory lane to when you were in high school. Do you remember the first big writing assignment that you had? I remember having some uh, book reports. Those were smaller. You'd read a book and you'd write a report about the book. But then I remember when I was about a junior or senior in high school, I remember having a paper that I had to turn in, and I believe, if I'm not mistaken, I believe it was a 10-page paper, you know, double-spaced, you know, 12-point font or whatever. And with that paper, uh, the teacher gave us all of the requirements for that paper. 
One is we had to begin uh, uh, putting information on note cards. Uh, we had to put together an outline. Uh, we had to have bibliography. We had to have then a rough draft. And that rough draft was turned in. After all of these other steps, the rough draft was turned in. The teacher took the rough draft and corrected that rough draft and gave it back to us. Then we had to go take those corrections and, and fine tune the paper and then turn in the finished product. Well, when that paper was complete, by the way, I remember in high school thinking, oh, this is such a huge project. And then I got to college and I went to the first class and the first class, uh, the, uh, the class uh, syllabus was given out and I saw this paper, this paper, this project, and that was just one class. Then I went to the next class and there was more. It, it, I don't know if that happened to you or not, but for me it did. And all of a sudden, that 10-page paper in high school did not seem so big uh, when I had uh, a, a three-page papers, many three-page papers, many six-page papers. One class had a nine-page paper, and it was all just piled on, you know, one semester. We used to joke when I was a student, and we always used to say, you know, every teacher, they think they're the only teacher giving you assignments. They don't realize there's a lot. Well, then I became a teacher in college, and uh, I realized, no, they realize it. They're just, you know, trying to make sure you're doing your work and learning the material and, and, and preparing you for life, right? But I remember in that high school paper, after doing all of the note cards and the bibliography and the outline and the rough draft and then getting it back and then, then turning in the finished product. And the finished product, it should have been good. It should have been perfect because the teacher had already made all the corrections and all of that. Uh, but, it, but it was training. It was training to, to how to get to a point where you have something that you can say, this is my best work. I've done all I can do. I've worked at it. I've prepared. Here it is. Well, even that paper was not perfect, right? It, it, human errors involved for sure. But a paper was pretty good because of all the steps that had gone into it. You know what's amazing to me is we have the Bible. We have the Word of God. And God didn't have to give us a rough draft. God didn't have to put together note cards. God didn't have to, you know, uh, check this and check this. And, oh, i got to correct this. God has given us His Word, and it is perfect. It is pure. I am so thankful that we have the Word of God. There is no sin. There is no error in God. There is no sin or error in His Word. There are no changes or revisions necessary. Uh, it is pure. Uh, that word pure means there are no contaminations. There is no pollution. David loved the Word of God. Uh, if you are uh, not trying to purify uh, yourself, you're not going to love the Bible because the Bible is going to do a purifying work in your life. The Bible is going to show you things that need to be changed, things that need to be fixed. The Bible purifies us. We need the cleansing. We need the purifying. We need the washing of the Word of God in our lives every day. I'm glad that the Bible is correct. One last thought I'll give you, and we'll, we'll close up for today, and we'll pick up next week uh, in this uh, same section. But I remember with uh, papers when I was in high school, I remember one particular paper that I was working on, and um, my, a friend of mine had a computer that was better with formatting and all that, and I remember going over there, and I remember working on that computer. And uh, computers were still fairly new. Some of you that are my age, you know what I'm talking about. I'm 43 years old. I graduated from high school in 1997. And so about 95, 96, computers were kind of still fairly new as far as, you know, for writing papers and word processing and all that. And I remember at my friend's house, I remember hearing the story of how, 
they had worked on a project, they had done all the work, and then somehow it all got lost. That was back when computers would not auto-save. You had to go back and manually save it all throughout the project. And I remember, I remember the fear that came over me thinking, what if I do all of this work? And what if it's lost? What if it's gone? Then what? And, uh, and, and you, we've all had situations where that has happened to us, I'm sure. Uh, maybe a computer crashed. Maybe your, your phone was damaged. You couldn't retrieve the information, whatever. I'm so glad we have the Bible. And God not only gave us the Bible, not only did he give it to us perfectly, but he's promised that he will preserve it. Uh, throughout the centuries, people have tried to destroy the Bible. There have been civilizations that have tried to burn the Bible. But guess what? Those civilizations and those empires have come and gone, but the word of God still stands and it is still pure and it is preserved for us today. Uh, David says, thy word is very pure, therefore thy servant loveth it. I hope you love the Bible and I hope you recognize what we have in the word of God. Let's read it and uh, let's live it and let's make it a part of our lives. God bless you. Hope you have a great day. Thank you for tuning in. On the winning side. Yes, I'm on the winning side. Thank you for joining us today on the Winning Side podcast with Jeremy Coburnett, pastor of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina. If today's episode encouraged you in your Christian life, would you consider sharing this daily podcast with a friend, a neighbor, maybe a family member, or a coworker? We are grateful for your help in spreading the good news of Jesus Christ. If we can ever be a help to you in any way, please let us know by calling or texting us at 252-308-4600. Thanks again for listening today, and we look forward to having you join us again next time on The Winning Side Podcast with Jeremy Coburnett.